1: Clements, with my wife, Patricia.
2: Hola. <laughs> nice patty. <there>. Thank you.
1: <laughs> so, um, today's episode, we got Daniel Norris of the Detroit Tigers, and uh, he's got kind of an interesting story to him, but we'll get to that in a, in, in a minute. Um, it's Thursday. Uh, we actually don't have a game for a few days here, because uh, we did Nationals Park on Sunday night baseball. It was cold. We addressed that in Monday's episode of the Home Run on Wheels podcast. We did. And then uh, Tuesday, we saw the Blue Jays and Orioles play in Baltimore, Camden Yards. That was pretty cool. Except for one thing. The Orioles lost, and that makes us 0 for 5 with the home teams so far.
2: I keep telling you, don't tell people that. <laughs> They're going to ban us from the <laughs> parks.
1: <laughs> I know. We'll go to like, buy a ticket. It's like, Sorry, you're bad luck for the home team.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> but hopefully the phillies will win when we're in philadelphia against the pirates which will help both of our our uh teams the brewers and the uh cardinals because the pirates are off to a really hot start this year and the brewers and cardinals are in the same division as the pirates so, right go phillies right
2: okay go phillies <laughs> <laughs>
1: but you know with, with daniel norris and but by the way, we'll be in Detroit in June, and i um, looking forward to meeting up with our uh, buddy Gordy the Unicorn
2: when we're up in Detroit, too. So it's interesting when your husband comes back from somewhere and says, oh, by the way, I gave a unicorn a ride. <laughs> I wasn't sure whether I should call a doctor or what.
1: <laughs> so if you are a Detroit Tigers fan, you probably already have seen... Gordy Wykes around uh, Comerica Park. He has been traveling this spring to various baseball venues. He was down in spring training where we saw him in Port Charlotte, and then the next day in Fort Myers.
2: Right. You saw him in Port Charlotte. That's when I thought, okay. And (laughs) then the next day, there he was.
1: There he was, at at, at the Red Sox game. Right. At Fenway South. And uh, Gordy's a really good dude, Um, does some good work with the Student Advocacy Center of Michigan. And uh, we hope to get some kids to a Detroit Tigers game when we're up there. Um, Don't want to promise anything, but that is in the works. Uh, We are efforting that. Uh, But uh, Gordy's a really good dude. I had a lot of fun talking with him and and hanging out with him for a little bit. And again, we look forward to seeing him in Detroit when we're up there. Uh, But Daniel Norris, Detroit Tigers pitcher, he's only 24 years old, but... And t- talk about a guy who's already kind
2: of lived a full life. He, he already He's been people. through a lot. Yeah.
1: He already beat cancer. He got traded the same year he had his cancer diagnosis. And uh, the the guy likes the simple life. He got a $2 million bonus, and then what does he do? He lives off $800 a month living in a van in the off-season. A van he calls Shaggy.
2: That's a good name for a van. Yeah,
1: especially an in, in old Volkswagen van.
2: Right. He said, and you'll hear this, uh, he said basically that he just kind of always wanted one when he was a kid. He saw those and, and wanted one. And I think there's a lot to be said about that simple life. I think we'll learn a lot from that as well as we're going along.
1: First, uh, well, we're almost two months in this RV. By the way, today the podcast is one month old.
2: Happy we birthday March March podcast. podcast. <laughs> <laughs> we launched
1: March twelfth. Today is April twelfth. The Home Run on Wheels podcast is officially one month old, and uh, let's hear from Daniel Norris right now. Now you're only twenty four years old, but you've been you've been through some stuff. Uh, you're a pretty complex guy too. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, how would you get into photography? How, how did that kind of become a hobby of yours? Um, I think
0: art is something that's important to my family. My sister's an artist. She uh, she paints a lot, so, and uh, I've always had I've always liked to like draw and sketch and stuff, and. Um, so it was just kind of another outlet for me as far as, uh, cre- creativity, so it's something that I've used, um, just to kind of, you know, portray a lot of different things. Uh, are you still
1: living in, uh, Shaggy in the off season?
0: Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I still hang out in it and travel and stuff, but I, it's usually, you know, um, I've been doing a lot of work on it lately,
1: it's just, you know, it's getting
0: old, so, but, uh, yeah, <laughs> I still have it and still, uh,
1: use it for sure. What kind of prompted that decision to, to, you know, kind of get away and, and, uh, sleep in a van.
0: Uh, I think it was one of those things. I always, you know, I always saw those growing up, and I just kind of wanted one at some point in my life. Um, so when I had the uh, opportunity to get one, I, I jumped at it. And um, I'd always kind of just liked the simple life, so it's
1: kind of what I saw fit, I guess. So Patty and I are traveling to all thirty major league baseball stadiums this year in an RV. Yeah. Did you have any packing suggestions for us? Pack light.
0: The less you have, the better. I mean, for me, I. When I first started doing it, I remember I would always, you know, it was almost like I was moving out, putting everything in there, and it um, just got too cluttered. So it's really helped me simplify my life as far as uh, material items. So just kind of, um, you know, tre- shredding that down is a good, good call for sure. What was
1: 2015 like for you? Uh, you had the uh, the thyroid cancer battle, and you also got traded that year. So I just yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, it was a whirlwind, that's for sure. You know, there's a lot going on. Um, but for me, you know, it helped me grow my faith, and that was, that's something that's always been the most important thing to me. And I mean, it seems like when you have a lot of things taken from you, that's when the only thing you have left is your faith. So that's sometimes, you know, God uses those circumstances that we think are pretty gnarly or not something that we would have planned. He uses those to help us grow, and um, that for me was a huge growing year for sure.
1: As a major league baseball player, you're, you're, you're talking to kids quite a bit. When you talk about like your own personal adversity and, and, and things you've had to overcome, what kind of message do you try to give to kids when you talk to them?
0: I think for me, there's always a lot at the end of the tunnel. I mean, a lot of times you're going through something tough and you think, you know, I don't see the end of this and it gets tough. And you start questioning, you know, your path in life. But there's always a, like I said, there's always a lot at the end of the tunnel and you'll be better for it. That's one thing I like to portray as to the kids coming up, like you're, you're guaranteed to have struggles and, Unfortunate circumstances, but you've just got to find your way through it and get
1: to the other end and and you'll be stronger for it What's it like personally for for you when you go out and you meet kids and you meet fans and they're and they're excited to see you as a major league player? Well,
0: I think it's important just because I remember you know many years ago I was that kid that was
1: excited to meet
0: a pro ball player and so I always try to keep that in perspective and know that um, Even if I'm having a bad day, you know, you can you can kind of try and um you got to focus on the other things which is like the fans and the kids and um, they, not only does it sometimes make their day but talking with them and seeing that uh, you can inspire them um, can also bring you know your your bad day up so that's something that I, I value
1: for sure. Do you have like an early baseball memory of when you met a, a pro player?
0: Yeah I remember there was, I was probably, I can't remember how old I was but we me and my best friend went to see Rick Ankele play in our hometown he was with the Cardinals and rookie ball and I remember um, we went to get his autograph and he came out and, you know, looked us dead in the eye and,
1: and signed for us. And that's just one of, one of the things that we'll never forget for sure. And when, you, when, when you're able to, to do that then for another kid, you're probably creating memories
0: for that kid. Well, oh, exactly. It's a trickle-down effect. And, and that's one thing is, like, you know, we inspire each other so that we can continue to inspire others. And I think that's what we're all here for is kind of
1: keeping that, um, that you know, that path going. I've never been to Detroit and I've never been to Toronto. Do you have any uh, restaurant suggestions for those cities?
0: Um, In Detroit, my favorite breakfast spot is called Commonwealth and it's in, it's actually in Birmingham. Uh, That's where most, a lot of guys live, but that's a really good breakfast spot. They've got really good coffee and um, I like it there. Toronto, um, yeah, I don't know. There's a lot of different cafes and stuff around there. I haven't been, I mean, it's, it's just been a while, so. But yeah, the Birmingham or in Birmingham, the Commonwealth is really good.
1: Do you have a favorite Major League Baseball stadium that you uh, like I would, to go to?
0: I would say Fenway, just because I made my debut there, and it's obviously very historic, and it's just a fun place to play. It's kind of a dip- different atmosphere because of the, you know, the,
1: the history behind it. And, um, yeah, personally, it's. Special when me because I debuted there. Cool, we'll actually be there in April, nice. uh, the end of April. So uh, we're pretty excited for the season. Yeah. What is your excitement level for 2018? Now that you're healthy?
0: Yeah. Well, I'm very excited. I, I obviously want to stay healthy. That's the main goal, and just, you know, take it day by day. Every day is an opportunity to get better, and not only as a as a player, but as a person. And so that's uh, my main goal is just kind of keep keep uh, putting one foot in front of the other. All right. Thanks, Daniel. Oh cool. yeah. Thanks. Nice to meet you guys. You too.
3: Did you know there are enough kids in foster care to fill the rosters of almost 1,500 MLB teams and their entire farm systems? We need more foster parents. Visit Children's Hope Alliance.org to learn more.
2: You see everybody else have a family. I remember just like, you know, like saying what's wrong with me, you know?
3: Josh spent 16 years in DSS custody after unthinkable abuse and neglect. He came to Children's Hope Alliance last year to join our independent living program to help him transition into adulthood.
0: I'm thankful being in independent living of the Children's Hope Alliance because I don't know where else I would be.
3: Independent living is just one of nearly 30 programs at Children's Hope Alliance. Visit childrenshopealliance.org slash advocate to learn how to help kids like Josh.
2: I didn't give birth to these kids, but they're
1: here and they're our family and they're our kids.
3: Carrie and her husband couldn't have a baby on their own, but they wanted to raise a family. So they reached out to Children's Hope Alliance to learn about becoming foster parents. Children's Hope Alliance helped place a little boy named Riley in their home. The couple adopted Riley about a year later, then adopted his older brother too. Now their house and their hearts are full of family. To learn more about becoming a foster parent or to learn how to spread the word about fostering, visit childrenshopealliance.org slash advocate. Welcome back to the
1: Home Run on Wheels podcast. And full disclosure, that interview with Daniel Norris was conducted in Lakeland, Florida, near the end of spring training. That is why we kind of uh, asked him about his excitement level for 2018. And I know we're excited for 2018. And I have never been... You know, the, the only time I've ever been to Detroit was at the Detroit airport. And I don't think that counts.
2: I drove through that area when I was living in canada and drove back down to st louis i i at one point i kind of drove through that area but i've never i wouldn't say i've been to detroit either of the
1: five stadiums we've been to so far uh, marlins park tropicana field sun park nationals park and oriole park at camden yards the only one we had previously been to was nationals park which we went to a year ago
2: Right. And we had a different perspective. We got to sit in a different area. And of course, we had our dog with us, which is a completely different perspective. But yeah, it it was interesting. Approaching there, it was different. Um, They have been working on it. I'm thinking by the time the All-Star game comes, they'll hopefully have a lot of that construction finished that they're doing right by the park.
1: Yeah, Nationals Park will have the 2018 All-Star Game this year. By the time we get to the All-Star break, we will be in Denver seeing a game at Coors Field. Coors Field will be our last stop before the All-Star break. And then our first stop after the All-Star break will be Safeco Field in Seattle.
2: And hopefully it's warmer there. The Tuesday night when we went to Camden Yards, it was a little bit chilly. But it wasn't as cold as on Sunday. I know everybody's talking about where is spring. Right. <laughs> but it'll be warmer, hopefully, in Denver and Seattle by then. Right. Yeah. Well, it'll be July. So better. <laughs> right. Um, the
1: funny thing about uh, going to National's Park on April eighth is that it was almost like a year to the day when a year ago when we were at
2: National's Park. It was, it was like seventy degrees and sunny. It was gorgeous.
1: But Sunday, it was it was darn right cold. I mean, there's no bones about it. It was, it was freezing.
2: Right. But we did explore D.C. a little bit more on Monday.
1: Right. So we had an evening off. And uh, my brother-in-law's brother, I don't know what that makes him to me, but Neil lives in Arlington, Virginia. And so we met Neil for dinner at a Greek place in uh, downtown.
2: Yeah, uh, Gre- near, Greek tapas. It was good.
1: Yeah, it was really good. Uh, near Chinatown. In fact, we, we, from our RV park here in uh, College Park, we took the, the metro down from College Park into D.C., and it was really easy. It was like 25 minutes, and boom, we
2: were there in Chinatown. Yeah, it was an easy ride, and the metro is really good around here.
1: Yeah. So we had dinner with Neil, hung out with him, and then Neil kind of showed us around a little bit because he, he lives in Washington, D.C., and it was fun. He took us to a Place that was decorated for the Cherry Blossom Festival, and that was cool. Right. We survived an uh, attack from Godzilla there.
2: Barely. Right. Mothra was there, too. Mothra was, yeah, it was, it was scary, man. <laughs> and, and then, uh,
1: kind of the highlight of the evening, though, kind of the capped it all off was uh, was getting a late night snack at Ben's Chili Bowl.
2: Yes, this iconic Ben's Chili Bowl. We were actually told about that last year when we came to Nationals Park. And we just didn't get a chance to go to the actual Ben's Chili Bowl. So we did that this time. It was delicious. It
1: was. And speaking of delicious, Tuesday, before the Orioles game, we got some crab cakes in Baltimore.
2: We did. We went to a place called Maisie's. I would highly recommend this place. It was really good. We had the crab cakes. We had the spinach and crab dip. And it was yummy. Very. Yes. And Courtney was awesome, by the way. Yeah. And we may end up, who knows, we may end up seeing her out in San Francisco for a game. Yeah, she's going to be out there with her boyfriend the same time we're out there. kind. And you know what? That's kind of
1: the cool thing about going on this trip is kind of a natural question when you meet somebody is where are you from or where do you live? Right. And for us, kind of what has become like my boilerplate response has been, well, there is a complicated answer to that simple question.
2: And you've been telling folks, you know, we're from Wisconsin and Illinois. We met in St. Louis. We lived in Charlotte, and now we live in our RV, which is parked X, and so that's where we're from. And there, they, we're there because we're going to all thirty major league ballparks. That gets them interested in that discussion. And we're also partnering with Children's Hope Alliance, and we tell them about our mission to spread the word about the issues. That children and families face, and how they can possibly help.
1: Yeah, we just want to inspire people to get involved, whether it's through fostering or adopting or volunteering or donating. Just get involved with a local charity. It doesn't have to be Children's Hope Alliance, and, and just driving around this RV or having that conversation of, hey, you know, where are you from? Where do you live? It it opens that door. And, you know, we were at a rest area, and a dude just like knocked on the window as I'm getting ready to pull away, and he's and he's like, are you Ron? And I said, Yeah. And he goes, Oh, I looked you up on Facebook. And so then boom. The the whole the whole RV you know when, when we asked Celeste when we first started the Celeste Dominguez, the CEO of Children's Hope Alliance, uh, you can hear all about like how this thing got started in episode one of the Home Run on Wheels podcast, but when we asked Celeste what she wanted out of us, you know, like what were her expectations? It was simply look, just drive the R V around. Have our logo on it. The Children's Hope Alliance logo on it. Have the Home Run on Wheels logo on it. It's going to start conversations. It's going to raise the awareness of the needs of kids in the foster system. And it has done exactly that. It has. It has done that. A month plus since we've been on the
2: road. Yeah, we've had some great conversations. We've had people reach out and say, how can we help? Um, When you're on the radio in North Carolina, there are a couple of reach outs from that. So it, it, it is accomplishing what it needs to accomplish we want to do even more
1: we definitely want to do more and we hope to get some more kids to games we did it in miami we did it in greensboro we did it in durham and we hope to do it in more cities along the way between now and when we end this thing in september in st louis so uh next week we will be in philadelphia patty and i will discuss on the podcast more about life in the rv and uh our Travels between College Park, Maryland, and Philadelphia, PA. So, until then, thank you for listening to the Home Run on Wheels podcast. Have a- ooh, <laughs> ooh, ooh,
0: ooh. <laughs> <laughs> Not a soul up ahead, and nothing behind. There's a desert in my blood, and a storm in your eyes. Am I the king of nothing at all? And you're the queen of nothing at all? forget the pain. I got my hand in your pocket and my key on your chain. Am I the king of nothing at all? Then you're the queen of